Today is the 14th day of June, and welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me in prayer. Now let us begin our day. The Lord is in His holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before Him. Let us confess our sins against God and against our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Be joyful in the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with a song. Know this, the Lord himself is God. He himself has made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, and go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, and call upon his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his faithfulness endures from age to age. Psalms for the 14th day evening prayer. Psalms 73 and 74. Truly, God is good to Israel, to those who are pure of heart. But as for me, my feet are nearly slipped, and I have almost tripped and fallen, because I envied the proud and saw the prosperity of the wicked. For they suffer no pain, and their bodies are sleek and sound. In the misfortunes of others they have no share. They are not afflicted as others are. Therefore they wear their pride like a necklace and wrap their violence about them like a cloak. Their iniquity comes from gross minds and their hearts overflow with wicked thoughts. They scoff and speak maliciously. Out of their haughtiness they plan oppression. They set their mouths against the heavens and their evil speech runs through the world. And so the people turn to them and find them in no fault. They say, How should God know? Is there knowledge in the Most High? So then, these are the wicked. Always at ease they increase their wealth. In vain have I kept my heart clean and washed my hands in innocence. I have been afflicted all day long and punished every morning. Had I gone on speaking this way, I should have betrayed the generation of your children. When I tried to understand these things, it was too hard for me until I entered the sanctuary of God and discerned the end of the wicked. 
Surely you set them in slippery places. You cast them down in ruin. Oh, how suddenly do they come to destruction, come to an end and perish from terror. Like a dream when one awakens, O Lord, when you arise, you will make their image vanish. When my mind becomes embittered, I have solely wounded in my heart. I was stupid and had no understanding. I was like a brute beast in my presence. Yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You will guide me by your counsel and afterwards receive me with glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And having you, I desire nothing upon earth. Though my flesh and my heart should waste away, God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Truly those who forsake you will perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful. But it is good for me to be near God. I have made the Lord God my refuge. I will speak of all your works in the gates of the city of Zion. O oh God, why have you utterly cast us off? Why is your wrath so hot against the sheep of your pasture? Remember your congregation that you purchased long ago, the tribe you redeemed to be your inheritance, the Mount Zion where you dwell. Turn your steps towards the endless ruins. The enemy has laid waste everything in your sanctuary. Your adversaries roared in your holy place. They set up their banners as tokens of victory. They were like men coming up with axes to a grove of trees. They broke down all your carved works with hatchets and hammers. They set fire to your holy place. They defied the dwelling place of your name and raised it to the ground. They said to themselves, let us destroy them altogether. They burned down all the meeting places of God in the land. There are no signs for us to see. There is no prophet left. There is not one among us who knows how long. How long, O oh God, will the adversary scoff? Will the enemy blaspheme your name forever? Why do you draw back your hand? Why is your right hand hidden in your bosom? Yet God is my king from ancient times, victorious in the midst of the earth. You divided the sea by your might and shattered the heads of the dragons upon the waters. You crushed the heads of the Leviathan and gave him to the people of the desert for food. You split open spring and torrent. You dried up ever-flowing rivers. Yours is the day, yours also the night. You established the moon and the sun. You fixed all the boundaries of the earth. You made both summer and winter. Remember, O Lord, how the enemy scoffed, how a foolish people despised your name. Do not hand over the life of your dove to wild beasts. Never forget the lives of your poor. Look upon your covenant. The dark places of the earth are haunt of violence. Let not the oppressed turn away ashamed. Let the poor and the needy praise your name. Arise, O God, Maintain your cause. Remember how fools revile you all day long. Forget not the clamor of your adversaries, the unending tumult of those who rise up against you.
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 11, beginning at the 21st verse. Whatever anyone dares to boast of, I am speaking as a fool, I also dare to boast of that. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they descendants of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I am talking like a madman. I am a better one, with far greater labors, far more imprisonments, with countless floggings, and often near death. Five times I have received from the Jews the forty lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I received a stoning. Three times I was shipwrecked, for a night and a day I was adrift at sea. On frequent journeys, in danger with rivers, danger from bandits, danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers and sisters. In toil and hardship, through many a sleepless night, hungry and thirsty, often without food, cold and naked, and besides these things, I am under daily pressure because of my anxiety from all the churches. Who is weak? I am not weak. Who is made to stumble? I am not indignant. If I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus, blessed be he forever, knows that I do not lie. In Damascus, the governor under King Aretius guarded the city of Damascus in order to seize me. But I was let down in a basket through a window in the wall and escaped from his hands. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has dawned upon you. For behold, darkness covers the land. Deep gloom enshrouds the peoples. But over you the Lord will rise, and his glory will appear upon you. Nations will stream to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawning. Your gates will always be open. By day or night they will never be shut. They will call you the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Violence will no more be heard in your land, ruin or destruction within your borders. You will call your walls salvation and all your portals praise. The sun will no more be your light by day. By night you will not need the brightness of the moon. The Lord will be your everlasting light and your God will be your glory. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 19, beginning at the 11th verse. As they were listening to this, Jesus went on to tell a parable, because he was near Jerusalem, and because they supposed that the kingdom of God was appear immediately. So he said, A nobleman 
went to a distant country to get royal power for himself and then return. He summoned ten of his slaves, gave them ten pounds, and said to them, Do business with these until I come back. But the citizens of his country hated him and sent a delegation after him, saying, We do not want this man to rule over us. When he returned, having received royal power, he ordered these slaves, to whom he had given the money, to be summoned so that he might find out what they had gained by trading. The first came forward and said, Lord, your pound has made ten more pounds. He said to him, Well done, good slave, because you have been trustworthy in very small thing, take charge of ten cities. Then the second came, saying, Lord, your pound has made five pounds. He said to him, And you, rule over five cities. Then the other came, saying, Lord, here is your pound. I wrapped it up in a piece of cloth, for I was afraid of you, because you are a harsh man. You take what you did not deposit, and reap what you did not sow. He said to him, I will judge you by your own words, you wicked slave. You knew, did you, that I was a harsh man, taking what I did not deposit and reaping what I did not sow? Then why did you not put your money into a bank? Then when I returned, I could have collected it with interest. He said to the bystanders, Take the pound from him and give it to the one who has ten pounds. And they said to him, Lord, he has ten pounds. I tell you, to all those who have, more will be given. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. But as for these enemies of mine who did not want me to be king over them, bring them here and slaughter them in my presence. Here ends the readings. O ruler of the universe, Lord God, great deeds are they that you have done surpassing human understanding. Your ways are ways of righteousness and truth, O King of all the ages. Who can fail to do you homage, Lord, and sing the praises of your name? For you only are the Holy One. All nations will draw near and fall down before you, because your just and holy works have been revealed. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reflection for Wednesday for the week of Proper 5. A reading from the Treatise Against Heresies by Irenaeus, Bishop of Lyon, from the year 202. From the beginning, God created humanity out of his own generosity. He chose the patriarchs to give them salvation. He took his people in hand, teaching them, unteachable as they were, to follow him. He gave them prophets, accustomed them to bear his spirit and to give communion with God on earth. He who stands in need of no one gave communion with himself to those who need him. Like an architect, he outlined the plan of salvation to those who sought to please him. By his own hand, he gave food in Egypt to those who did not see him. To those who were restless in the desert, he gave a law perfectly suited to them. To those who entered the land of prosperity, he gave a worthy inheritance. He killed the fatted calf for those who turned to him as father and clothed him with the finest garment. In so many ways, 
He was training the human race to take part in the harmonious song of salvation. For this reason, John in the book of Revelation says, His voice was a voice of many waters. The Spirit of God is indeed a multitude of waters, for the riches of the Father is great. As the word passes among all those people, he provided help in generous measure for those who were obedient to him by drawing up a law that was suitable and fitting for every circumstance. He established a law for the people governing the construction of the tabernacle and the building of the temple, the choice of the Levites, the sacrifices, the offerings, the rites of purification, and the rest of the belong to worship. He himself needs none of these things. He is always filled with all good. Even before Moses existed, he had within himself every fragrance of all that is pleasing. Yet he sought to teach his people. Always ready, even though they were to return to their idols. Through many acts of indulgence, he tried to prepare them for the perseverance in his servants. He kept calling them to what was primary by means of what was secondary. That is, through foreshadowings of the reality, through things of time to the things of eternity, through things of the flesh to the things of the spirit, through earthly things to the heavenly things. As he said to Moses, you will fashion all things according to the pattern that you saw on the mountain. For 40 days, Moses was engaged in the remembering of the words of God, the heavenly patterns, the spiritual images, the foreshadowing of what was to come. St. Paul says, they drank from the rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. After speaking of the things that are of the law, he continues, All these things happened to them as symbols. They were written to instruct us on what the end of the age is to come. Through foreshadowing of the future, they were learning reverence for God and perseverance in His service. The law was therefore a school of instruction for them and a prophecy of what was to come. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, and suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day He rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. 
Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray you so to guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our life we may not forget you, but may remember that we are ever walking in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who sets the solitary in families, we commend to your continual care the homes in which your people dwell. Put far from them, we ask of you, every root of bitterness, the desire of vainglory, and the pride of life. Fill them with faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness. Knit together in constant affection those who in holy wedlock have been made one flesh. Turn the hearts of the parents to the children and the hearts of the children to the parents. And so enkindle fervent charity among us all that we may evermore be kindly affection one to another through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, whose Son has nowhere to lay his head, grant that those who live alone may not be lonely in their solitude, but that following in his steps they may find fulfillment in loving you and their neighbors through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, you have made one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold. Pour out your Spirit upon all flesh and hasten the coming of your kingdom through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. <laughs>